Are you ready to address the long-term health issues that are slowing down your happiness? It's time to make your health a top priority. Visit HealthyDays.com and click the free call button to begin on the road to restore and reclaim your health. Bring your body back to balance and have the energy for the people and things that are important so you can enjoy a full and happy life once again. Take the next step in your journey by visiting Healthy Days, spelled D-A-E-S, dot com. Food was a major contributor to my wellness. And so I think uh, Lisa and to a degree, all of us, we have eliminated a lot of foods and definitely being plant-based, we've done that. And then when we do incorporate something back in, we notice that we do have a, a particular reaction. So I think that's commendable that you're well ahead of most people. And I think most people, what one thing that we promote on this team and this the function of what we do, our mantra is that listen to your body and you're doing that. So that's commendable. We encourage that. That's awesome, Dad. Thanks. I'm deaf to my body. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> You need a translator? (laughs) Welcome to The Jealous Vegan, a podcast about healthy eating, habit change, and the hurdles we all need help overcoming. I'm Jennifer Hunley, co-founder of The Jealous Vegan, also known as The Voice. Today, we are joined by April Cunningham, confidence coach, co-founder of The Jealous Vegan, also known as The Influencer. Lawrence Rassall, the weekend chef, also known as the artisan. We often deal with heavy topics and deep exploration, but we thought that to close out this season of the Jealous Vegan podcast, we would take a slight departure and leave you with a somewhat lighthearted discussion with a couple of members of the audience who are dealing with some of the same challenges many of you are likely facing in 2020. We'd like to welcome 20-year veterans of married life, David and Debbie Carroll, as well as parents to an active nine-year-old son, Davin, which you might hear in the background during the course of this recording. So, Debbie and David, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thank you. So, we know that, Debbie, you have a background, actually, in fitness and nutrition. So, this conversation is probably not too far off the beaten path for you, right? Yes, that's true. Tell me a little bit more about what you've done in the fitness space. So I've been in the fitness industry for about, I say about 15 years. I've personal trained and I've also currently I'm employed at Gold's Gym as a group exercise instructor, but also I also teach yeah, as a group exercise instructor, not as a personal trainer. So right now I'm just teaching well, not actually teaching there right now because of the coronavirus, of course, and I don't feel very comfortable with going back. So right now I'm kind of just teaching at home, doing some things at home. But yeah, I've been in the fitness industry for about 15 years. I'm a health coach. So um, I've been a health coach for about, I say about since 2004. I got my certification through the Integrative Nutrition School. And so I've been dabbling in a little bit with that too health coaching, and fitness. Awesome. So you actually bring a lot of credentials and quite a number of years of qualification to our conversation, which is great. David, do you have any background in fitness, nutrition, or are you just a a happy portion of this couple here? No, actually, I used to teach spin probably about maybe 10 years ago, eight years ago. 
No, before it's before diving, so it's probably like eleven or twelve years ago. So, and, and it's personal training. Oh yeah, I'm certified personal trainer. Probably expired now, but I still, <laughs> I'll still claim it. I'll have to go renew it if somebody ever comes to me and say, "Hey, you want to train somebody?" I said, "Oh, um, talk to my wife." But so that's that's my background. Mostly, I used to just do training because I used to like taking spin classes. I said I could teach this class. So you had a stint in bodybuilding too, right? For a while. No. <laughs> what? <about? laughs> you trying to be funny? Is this serious? No. Uh, bodybuilding? No. I just I went to the gym. That's okay. about it. All right. So, Fair enough. I went to the gym. I like to ride. I like to bike. So that's where I am right now. That's excellent. I forgot to mention that. David and Debbie are here in the Washington DC Metro and our personal friends of everyone here on the team. We, we our, our relationship is sometimes friends of friends. I think I know uh, your brother and his family and maybe even your dad uh, a little bit better, but um, we've, we've been in close association for a number of years. So we're, we're really glad to have you with us. And, and it's nice to know that you guys have the same foundation as far as looking at fitness as a lifelong aptitude and, and something that should be part of your everyday uh, life. But are you equally matched when it comes to nutrition? Because I'm under the impression that you're not. Oh, no. And diet. No, 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 not at all. <laughs> Three no's? Tell, tell us. <laughs> no. We, um, Four. Oh, you go. You want well, to <laughs> for me, my diet changes a lot. I should say because I always try certain things and see if it's going to work out with my health, if this is going to fit me, if it's going to I discovered that I had um, like an autoimmune disorder. They never really said that I had this specific one. So then I wanted to make sure I um, changed my diet so I wouldn't have to take medication. I'm just trying to keep it as simple as possible. So I went one route. I tried to be a vegan. I did that for one year. And I found myself that I gained weight. And I was like, hey, wait a minute. I don't like this. So then I went another route. And then um, so where I'm at now, I do... Somewhat keto, but not really keto. And I know April, she hates keto. <laughs> <I> hate <laughs> <all the time. laughs> Crossed my hands just yeah, now, y'all. I know, I know, like... I know. So sometimes um, I'm not full keto, I should say. I don't do strict keto. Some people call it lazy keto. I don't even call it lazy keto. I just call it, I eat low carbs, really, and I eat more fat. So that's where I am now. And we don't have the same dietary. His diet doesn't really change. He's a cookie and Oreo cookies and all these kind of junk food. He, he likes all that stuff. I can't do it because of health reasons. He probably shouldn't do it. So She put <laughs> you out there, are. David. She put you out there. <laughs> David, have I mean, you have you met my husband? Because I think y'all are kind of the same. You know, I just thought I, when, I think I heard on one of your earlier episodes, they were talking about your new husband. He was talking about... Um, I think he likes checkers. Is mm. that a thing? Mm. Uh, Sonic. Actually. Sonic. Oh, yeah, we were really joking. Yeah, and I was like, oh, that's not, I'm not really into it. So after I reached a certain age, like any place with a drive through, I had to kind of put out of my diet, except for one place. I still go to Chick fil A. Can we say that on here? <laughs> yeah, uh, you can. Yes, you oh, can. Okay. I mean, I still. <laughs> I still, I still go there, but most places like with, with drive through, I kind of stay clear of. I figured that's a good start for me because um, my body started rejecting me. <laughs> so rejected all that. I was like, oh, so I listened to my body, April. And, um, <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. That's all I need. 
with David, he doesn't really have that many health health concerns or issues. So he can he can kind of, you know, eat however, but not really. Yeah, but since I have a stricter like health concern, I I kind of like try to figure out what works best for me. And you know, women, we change a lot through the course of our lives. So my diet has to change according to that too. That makes a lot of sense. But I actually like the principle that you mentioned, David, is just avoiding places with drive-throughs. If that's the best you can do, or if that's your starting point to address your health, I think that that's a pretty good place to begin. Because most places with drive-throughs have a lot of pre-prepared food, uh, which means it's not fresh and probably isn't going to adhere to any kind of semblance of a plant-based diet. Can I say, though, that Chick-fil-A, because I'm, I'm intimately familiar with Chick-fil-A, not that I eat it, but I'm aware. <laughs> um, <laughs> they do use like a hundred percent like chicken. They try to use, they try to keep it like as, as pure as possible, if you will, which I think is, is also a, an approachable start. So no judgment. Oh, well, maybe we can no um, a sponsorship for Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Chick-fil-A, if you're listening, they won't be listening, but, uh, I was going to no. say we're recording on Sunday, but. They're oh, closed yeah. on Sundays. They should be home. <laughs> you mentioned how your work changed because of coronavirus and quarantine orders and, and gyms shuttering, uh, Debbie. But what else has changed about your life or your family's life uh, since, you know, the spring of, of 2020? It's interesting that I cook at home more. Before, I would cook at home, but I'm, I was more, I was out of the house a lot. I had, you know, my ministry, I was teaching classes working. Um, so now that I'm working from home and I'm not doing my ministry like I was going out to do that, do it, I'm home more and I'm cooking more. David used to fill in some time or him and Dave, Davin would get things ordered in. But now, now I'm home and I'm cooking. So I'm cooking more. I don't really enjoy cooking though, to be honest. I really oh. don't enjoy it. You couldn't okay. tell by your posts. Well, let Excellent. me just say this. I enjoy good food. I enjoy all your meals and everything. I I just don't really enjoy it because I don't think I'm very good at it. That's Thank you. My, Thank you, thing. Debbie. Thank you. Thank you for yeah. letting me be seen. Thank you. I don't really like it that much either. <laughs> Thank you. If I could pay a, a personal chef. Yes. Thank you. But how do you guys navigate? Mm. So you have these different styles. Debbie, I will not judge you for keto. Okay. We can talk, take this up offline, but I'm just saying. And if it works for your body, y'all know. But so how do you navigate that space where you have different needs and you're cooking for a family and you want to serve everybody? Yeah, I just eat whatever she makes. Exactly. So <laughs> I, except for, I mean, except for she was still when she was doing when she was vegan for a while, she was still making me things that were non-vegan. For the most part, she makes us, you know, whatever she makes, we eat because if I want something different, I guess I have to make something different. But if she's cooking, I just, I'm like, okay, I'll Yeah, I'll so sometimes eat they eat keto. They don't realize it. <laughs> or they do, or they don't really know what keto is. So, you know, what's keto? Whatever Debbie puts on the plate. So that's what it is. Or I make meals that they like and then I tailor it to me. So say, for instance, I'm making them spaghetti. I'm not going to eat all that pasta. I'll get some zucchini and make zucchini for me and then I'll eat the the meat that the meat sauce that goes with it so i'll tailor it so i can still get my needs and then they still have what they need 
I'm super curious about what made what made you give up vegan. You talked about it a little bit, but I love the idea and the concept. Vegan was just not something I could continue with. It's a lot of planning. I didn't have time for that. It's a lot of things that I I thought I just ate too much of it. Like I ate a lot of beans, which is good. But beans for me are highly inflammatory. They make me feel bloated. They make me and cause inflammation for me. I was eating a lot of pasta. And then somebody recently told me like, pasta's not vegan. Oh, maybe I didn't do my research enough. Maybe pasta's not vegan, is it? They say, cause pasta can be made with eggs. So that's not vegan. Some pasta, some pastas, yeah. So I don't know if, if, if I was doing vegan right, probably not. But I only thing I did know about being vegan is there's no animal products. So I wasn't eating cheese. I wasn't eating, um, any meat or anything like that. I was filling my plate up with pasta, beans, salads, and those things. And I gained weight and it just didn't make me feel good. I'm sorry that you had that experience, but I'm really glad to hear you say that because I think a lot of people come to the Jealous Vegan or even are thinking about going vegan, maybe moving to plant-based because they want to address their health in some way. And typically that involves weight. And I know I speak from my my own experience. But like you, I have some bean allergies and almost all beans and most processed foods and grains make me feel bloated and heavy and 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 my body just doesn't tolerate it. And so I think, um, as David alluded to, April's idea of listen to your body really should supersede any specific nutritional advice that might be out there or whatever's the latest fad, because that may not work for you. And if you find that the results aren't aren't helpful or helpful, then it's good to make a shift. We might as well play devil's advocate here. Why do you like keto, Debbie? (laughs) Oh, I'm so glad Mm. this came up. (laughs) So (laughs) I like keto. So let me just, let me just go back just a little bit. So I hadn't eaten, let's say beef or red meat. Or pork. Or pork in 30 years. It's been about 30 years. I'm not joking. I stopped eating when I was a teenager. So I've eaten it because I saw a documentary and I was like, I ain't eating because I'm I'm an animal advocate, right? Uh, uh. <laughs> I felt bad for the cows and I was like, you know, the cows and the pigs, I ain't eating it no more. That's it. But then I started the keto because I, I heard like so many people talk about that it reduced the inflammation and my joints were hurting. And I was like, even being vegan, I was still having the, I was still highly inflamed is that if that's the correct term because i think because of all the pasta and the processed pasta i was eating now that i think back about it but now that i've started eating um back to red meat i'm back to eating red meat bacon here and there and all those things my joints don't hurt as much and so that's why i decided to go and i like the idea of eating fat i love avocado i eat avocado almost every single day I don't eat tons of fat. Like some people say, you got to eat so much fat. That's why I said I'm somewhat keto, somewhat not, because I believe when I want something, I'm going to eat it. If I want a sweet potato, I'm going to have it. You can't have sweet potatoes on keto normally. That's the strict keto. You can't have um, certain vegetables. You can't have carrots and all of those things, those vegetables that are really high in sugar. But I feel like if I'm going to have it, I'm going to have it to fit into my my diet, 
my eating regimen, I'll have some of it. And then that way I can tell if it'll affect my body or not. I can eat something and I know right away if it's going to affect me. The next day I wake up, my joints hurt. Oh, I can't eat that anymore. So here recently, I've been eating bacon and bacon and bacon. Bacon don't like Debbie. So I know. <laughs> so I know I have to cut out. Wait, let me just say this. I'm not cutting out bacon forever. <laughs> reduce. Bacon I'm is going good. To reduce. Bacon is delicious, but I'm going to reduce it. More for us. So maybe once a month. Because my husband cooks these wonderful bacon burgers on the grill and he puts it with this nice, it's just delicious. So whenever he cooks that, I'm going to have it. But yeah, I have to come back on the bacon now because I know it does not work for my body. I was having pain. I was like, am I getting gout? Uh-oh, <laughs> not the G word. Because my toe, my toe was hurting. Like, And I noticed, well, where is this coming from? Maybe because I stopped eating red meat, but it's been like almost two years now and I'm just now starting to have this issue. So why is that? So I was like, let me stop eating bacon for a week and see if the pain goes away. I stopped eating, the pain went away. And I said, well, let me add it back in to see if this is really it because I like to do like this comparison thing. Is this, is this really it? So I added it back in. And I got a pain in my foot again. I said, okay, that's it. I know it's the bacon. I have to cut back. So I'm more so like that with my body. I can recognize when something is wrong. And I always take things back to food. It's food. Yeah, I don't go and say, well, maybe it was this or that. No, it's food. It's something I ate. That's why I'm in pain. But you bring up a really important point that I think a lot of people are not in tune with their bodies enough to know. It's probably food. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you're not sleeping well. It could, it's probably food. <laughs> not everything is food, right? But a lot of things are food. And to your point about bacon, like, there's nothing like bacon. We talk about this. Like, you know, beets don't taste like bacon. Nothing tastes like bacon. This bacon mm -hmm. is a special food that's just like, it just, you, you, the flavor profile is impossible to completely replicate. I totally get it. But the idea that you can listen to your body and you can listen to the biofeedback, that's a skill a lot of people don't have. So, it takes some time, though. It's not like you can say, OK, I'm going to listen to it today. But it does take time to figure out, to figure that out. Sure. Yeah, I agree. Um, and sort of April kind of jumped uh, ahead of me. But I agree with that statement just the exact same way. You know, for myself, the G word that you mentioned before, Deb, as far as the gal, I realized that food was a major contributor to my wellness. And so... I think uh, Lisa and to a degree, all of us, we have eliminated a lot of foods and definitely being plant based. We've done that. And then when we do incorporate something back in, we notice that we do have a, a particular reaction. So I think that's commendable that you're well ahead of most people. And I think most people are what one thing that we promote on this team and this the function of what we do our mantra is that listen to your body. And you're doing that. So that's commendable. We encourage that. That's awesome, Dad. Thanks. I'm deaf to my body, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you need a translator? <laughs> hey, I must be deaf. I'm like, the audience can't see him, but he's 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 a, a thin guy. So audience, you're listening. Like thinner. <laughs> maybe so, but you're nowhere like to look at you. You do not look unhealthy. 
you do not look overweight, right? And so you, you probably have some height on you, sure, but overall people, and that's that's also a misnomer too, right? Like you can't always go by how people look to determine how healthy they are, right? Although we don't, we assume you look pretty healthy to us, David. I mean. I'm okay. I could be better, <laughs> I could be better I'm sure. But, you know, the age, when, the age when you have these like thresholds of age, people say, oh, when you reach this age, when you reach... 35, this is going to happen. When you reach 40, this is going to happen. Like, they didn't happen exactly like that, but within like two years of those days, I'm like, oh yeah, I noticed it change. That's when I came up with my, like my drive-through theory. Yeah, I was like, oh well, yeah, this, I was too, I couldn't, I can't make it through there anymore, so. So what do you do, Dave? I mean, we're all busy people. I mean, we're, we're not as busy or as mobile. So other than those drive-throughs, what, what do you feel as though you have done to, sort of promote better health or eating habits other than just, um, you know, not going through drive through places that have drive through places rather. We'll see how she's staring a hole in the side of my head. Mm-hmm. on to figure out the answer to this question. <laughs> I don't know. That's probably, that's probably it. I can't really tout myself as being that great at, at you know, at, at being healthy eating. I'm, I'm trying to do better. Do you mean just like eating wise? I mean, what, I mean, she cooks at home. She's been cooking at home more. So, Jen, I know Debbie kind of answered the question, but since we've been home since this spring, like I've noticed that's like I'm I'm going to be home, so like I want more snacks in the house. So that's been a bad thing, cause like I have a lot of snacks. Like she said, I like Oreo cookies and like chocolate chip cookies and just ice cream sandwiches. It's just like a whole bunch of. <laughs> stuff that's, that's been going on lately so i mean i try to go out i try to ride my bike you know at least maybe 15 miles oh that's good when i go out everybody's gaining weight during corona if you don't if you didn't gain the the, the corona 15 I, I mean you're exceptional oh, right I, I hope it wasn't 15 i hope it's not but i i don't get on the i haven't gained weight i lost weight that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> i uh, Look at April's face. Debbie's an overachiever. Maybe you should get on keto, April. Maybe you can lose some weight too. Jennifer Hundley, stop talking right now. Just stop it right now. Don't start no fight. Please don't get her started on keto. (laughs) Well, yeah. So that's that's kind of like you know for me. I was like, oh, like since I'm home, I was like, because usually when you're at work, you have like a different a rhythm. Exactly. Because when I was at work, I would everybody knew I get to work. I had in my office, I had a, a little portable elliptical that I would ride at my standing desk. People were like, Dave, you crazy. And everybody knew at 11 o'clock, Dave was going out because I, I figured out a way that I could get a mile in that little office park where I worked. So I used to walk a mile every day, like twice a day, once at 11, once at 2.30. But now since I'm home, I haven't done any of that. Like I'm home, I was like, I think when you work from home and you're not normally working from home, you tend to stick to your office a little bit more because I guess you don't want to be perceived as like trying to take advantage of not being at work. I don't know if you guys know that. I don't, or maybe that's just me. 100%. Yeah. I don't know if it's just me, but, but now I figured out now, you know what? I said at 11 o'clock, I'm going to take my walk like I used to because I wasn't at my desk answering phone calls when I was at work. So if they call me now, and so I think I, I can get back into more of a fitness regimen or just something to, to be active because I've just been sitting around <laughs> looking at YouTube <laughs> in between phone calls. But you're right, David. And and it's not really unique to people who are not accustomed to working at home. 
I've been a remote worker for, I don't know, years. And I did feel additional pressure once coronavirus started and everybody was at home that I needed to be at my computer and available all the time during traditional working hours because, well, where else would you be? And so I think a lot of people probably struggled with that, especially in the beginning, to take out time for themselves and and to have a, a bit of a routine that allowed them to be more active because just walking around your house is not enough steps in a day, unless you live in a mansion. It's just, it's just not enough. I wanted to ask about your son, Davin. So he's also been home with you guys. And first I'm curious, Whose eating habits does he model more closely? Probably me, because I'm the I'm the one feeding. But but yeah, he eats keto, but most of the time he says, Mom, I don't want to eat keto. So he knows what it is. Well, he thinks he does. But he doesn't know he does. He eats keto. <laughs> like for breakfast, I feed him eggs, avocado, and blueberries. That's like a that's like a standard breakfast, standard breakfast in the house. He doesn't know that's really keto avocado, eggs, blueberries, right? That's his breakfast. That's not unhealthy. That's, he's still getting what he needs to get. And he asked for that. And the funny thing is, he's like, mom, I want runny eggs. I don't want scrambled eggs. I want runny eggs. I don't make Davin eat when he's not hungry. He says, mom, I'm not hungry. And I'm like, don't eat. Because he's the kind of kid, like, he just, if you're not hungry, why try to force a kid to eat? That's how I feel. So sometimes, even when school was in, we would he would go, Mom, I'm not hungry. I don't want breakfast. Okay. That's fine with me. You're going to get lunch. You know, I, I don't, maybe because I was too busy, and I, I don't feel like I should force him to eat. If he's hungry, like people always say, if they're hungry, they'll let you know. So I let him decide when he wants to eat. And then sometimes I do say, you know, Davin, you should really eat because it can get really late because he's so tied in or busy with his games or video games. He's still constantly playing those things. Yeah, he'll forget to eat. He'll forget to do a lot of things. So I won't tell all his business. But anyway, but it'll be, you know, he has a limit on the internet. So that's how I always can tell what time it is. I don't have to use a clock because I will never, I could not see him for hours. But then if he pops up in my office or just coming around where we are, he said, hey, dad, what you doing? And I'm I like, oh, is, did the Internet cut off? And he starts smiling <laughs> and laughing. You don't care about me. <laughs> but, that's when he'll, but that's when he'll figure out that he's hungry. And like we already I'm like and Debbie will always tell him, like, dad, you better come and eat or the kitchen is closing. And the other day, I think it was breakfast. He was doing something. She called him, I know, four or five times and he didn't eat his French toast, so I ate it. And then <laughs> the next thing I know it was a it was a little mini meltdown, but I was like, it was good. I heard her call you. You didn't say anything. And she said the kitchen was closed. So Exactly. <laughs> so I was like, hey man. So I don't think he's probably missed any breakfast since then, but you That's know. awesome. I also let him eat fun food too, because I I really do believe that. Hey, I used to eat ice cream sandwiches and you know, things, but he's not a real big junk food junkie kid. Like he doesn't like potato chips or he's not like a big chocolate or a lot of candy. That just comes from how we started him off. He's not that kind of child. So like if if we are, are going to buy him something, it's something that he really wants at that time. But we're not, you know, I don't really buy a lot of junk for him. He doesn't eat it. That's amazing. He's a um, weird kid. 
Well, I mean, I don't think that's a bad word, so I, I'll, I'll go with it. I, I'm a weird kid too. Yeah, I can need, I need, I need him to come and help eat some of this candy that I keep buying. Does not eat it. <laughs> well, th- th- I think that's it's noble because uh, I think a lot of times, and we've talked about this uh, on numerous episodes about how our our family history and our experience growing up and eating has um, shaped us either because we wanted to avoid doing what our parents did to us or. You know, we want to fill in the gaps of what we think they should have been doing. And so the fact that you're relatively hands off, like you provide the nutritious meals for him. But if he decides, hey, I'm not hungry or I don't want to eat that today or I want to have something, as you as you called it, fun, uh, that you make allowance for that. And I think a, a lot of people will better learn how to listen to their bodies um, if they're given the space to do that kind of thing when they're younger. Really, I, I tip my hat to you. Thank you. It's a process <laughs> and, a, and a journey too, right? Like you're yeah, constantly exactly. adapting and figuring out, Debbie, you talked about several different kinds of diets that you've followed, that you've adopted as you travel. Right. And I think that's the other thing people don't may not realize is that it's not, you're not just like personality is not permanent. Your diet may not, your type of way of eating may not be permanent. It's going to change as you grow and you change and women change and men, you know, diff- you have different needs and Corona happens. And then you're just like, eh, yeah. yeah, exactly. I am curious when Davin was going to, he was, at, he was a, going to a traditional school, right? He wasn't a homeschooled kid? No. no. Would you send him with lunch or would he buy lunch at school? So the initial thing was to start him off by sending him with lunch. And then Davin would waste my food. Oh. <laughs> no. And it would come home. It would come, the food would come home and he'd have eaten and it will go to spoil. I said, okay, waste that trash at school. You're not wasting my food. So I would send him with lunch money. You're not wasting my food. <laughs> you know, and then he could pick and decide what he wanted to eat from school lunch. And I know it was all crap, basically, you know. So, but I, I made allowance for that. You, it's easier for me to, I don't have to fix you lunch in the night. And figure out if you left it at home and I got to figure out how to get it to you. School lunch, waste that stuff if you want to come home and have a good meal. That's how we worked it out. Oh, good. And so now that he's home, not been in school for several months, and is he going back to school in in the fall? All virtual. We'll see how that's going to work out. Okay. (laughs) You guys look so excited. (laughs) I can't. Um, I'll I'll just have to say it's not, I don't get involved as much as I probably should. So Debbie's. Hats off to her for all of that virtual schooling. Oh, okay. She's making the meals. Me. <laughs> <laughs> That's why, you know, Davin and I are doing this little show now trying to get him to learn how to cook some things, right? So then when mommy's working and he's at school, he can go and try to make his own little sandwiches or make his own little pizzas or whatever he wants to do if I have all the stuff there. And that's why I'm like, you got to learn to do something because me and daddy, we both going to be working and you're going to be at school. Mommy can't stop all the time and and make you these. And you're getting old enough where you can do you know, hands on stuff, make a sandwich or, you know, something that's simple. Not actually turn on the stove, but make something simple where you can use a toaster oven or something like that. I like it. I like it. And and this is something you've been sharing with the world. Is that yeah. right? So, so if people want to just go ahead. I'm sorry. No, finish. 
describing it? So we just been doing it for the last maybe three weeks. We're trying to do like a little summer project, trying to teach him how to cook some easy meals. And so we've been we've been doing it over Instagram and Facebook, letting me and Davin have a little cooking show called Cooking with the Carols. And so we cook like a little bit of easy meals for him to learn how to do while we're at home. That keeps him busy, keeps and teaches him a few things, too. And where can they find us on Instagram? <laughs> David's reading my mind. No, if, if people want to see it for themselves, because I'm not as active on social media and I'd love to check it out. Where can we find it? So it's a brand new free one on Instagram. And then it's right under my name, Deborah Carroll on um, Facebook. And what days is this? Is it... <laughs> So the series has a, a repeating, it, it repeats yeah, on a certain day of the two, week? I'm sorry. It's every Tuesday at two o'clock. Right now. All right. It's smack of the day. So you can join live if, if you're available? You can join live. And, it's, and you can watch the recordings too, yeah. Great. Well, we'll make sure that we link to that in the show notes so that people can, of course, see your beautiful faces, get to see Davin, and then uh, maybe even take some of the things that you're teaching him and translate that to their own families. Thanks. Let's hope they do a good job. Anything else you'd like the audience to know before we close? No, only that. Um, I love you guys. I've been listening to all of your episodes, so I didn't know this was a season finale. I feel like I'm not worthy of that. I hope it's not like a letdown like a lot of these series, but you'll come back you'll have another season, so I won't, I won't feel bad for the weekly the week link on the on the Thank on the you, thank you for always listening. I, I'm curious, Jen, I'm sorry to jump in here. I'm curious, like, why do you love us? We just, we built the Jealous Vegan for what we needed in the space, so it's just curious if you don't mind sharing, like, what brought you here? Why do you continue to listen? I'll say this is the on-air version. I just like you guys' chemistry. When you talk, I mean, I know, I know all of you. So, like, I was like, oh, cool. Like, and people are talking. I listen to a lot of podcasts anyway. So, I was like, why wouldn't I listen to my friends? Where you know, other than I listen to all these other people that I don't know. I was like, oh, these are people that I do know. I said, oh, cool. What are they talking about? I'm like, mm, I'm not really into that, but but I, I have you know, as I listen to a lot of the episodes, I was like, oh, I can put this into practice and some stuff I agree with and some stuff I was like, ooh, I'm going to argue with them if I ever get on the show, but I'm not going to argue with you about any of this. Because... Oh, I feel like we missed it now. <laughs> well, Jay, we should have set it up for him to like, tell us all the stuff you take no, some notes, have, David. We could have another, we could have, a, I do, I actually have some, a few things that I've jotted down about, like, but I had to find it. I was like, like what? I said, oh, no, I don't believe that. All right. Bro. That's a season opener. That's the next season say, opener. That's I too mean, much pressure. Just put me in the middle somewhere, please. <laughs> no, no. This, this is the cliffhanger that the end right, of our right, season needed. Yeah. So thank you, I'm David. Say, we appreciate it. I don't listen you. as much, guys. I still love you, though, but I don't listen as much. Yeah, but I still love you. <laughs> I do listen from time to time. And I'm yelling at the microphone when I'm listening to you guys. I'm arguing with April. And I listen to Jim. <laughs> She's like the calming, calming person and Mike throws his stuff and David said, you know, they can't hear you. And I'm like, you and I should probably get on a, an episode and just talk about why you like keto. keto. Why exactly. I hate keto. This would be really yeah. interesting. Yeah. But I bet you we will come to a common ground. You know, I, I bet know. you we will come to a common ground. Maybe. <laughs> well, I think y'all have a, I think. 
You just have different versions. It's probably just a few things that are different that you do. That a few things different that she does that you don't do, and a few things that you do that she doesn't do. But I think there's probably a core in the middle there that you probably agree with a lot. It just doesn't have a name. So like, it's not vegan. It's not keto. It's like you plant, guys based. Are plant based. Yeah, you're plant based, and so all those things. So because the thing that I like about keto and it it aligns really well with, with what we talk about here at The Jealous Vegan is reducing your dependence on processed foods, eating more fresh foods, eating a lot of vegetables, right? So I, th- I think that, that there are actually a lot of things that are in the middle of that Venn diagram that uh, will we'll give you guys some commonality for sure. All right. We'll the audience, y'all heard it. <laughs> y'all heard it. Next episode's coming out. Debbie and I are gonna duke it out. That that could be the that could be the oh, no. <laughs> well, we really are glad to have you. Thank you so much for for sharing your thoughts, your insights, a little bit about your family and your experience. And we do look forward to having future conversations with you. Sounds good. Thanks for having us. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard today, please take two minutes and leave us a review in your favorite podcast app. And in the meantime, don't let perfection be the enemy of progress.